chapter two, Threats No More. They planned to starve him into submission. For seven days, the beast had not seen even a glimpse of food and only a few mouthfuls of water. He was hungry, and hunger and thirst had kept him awake through the long nights. He held on to the hope the night sky had given him with an iron grasp, as it was the source of his sanity. After the fear of sunrise passed, he dozed fitfully on the cold crystal of his cage, only coming fully awake for water. If his master or the gray man had come back again, the beast did not know. He could barely remember anything through a haze of fear, longing, and overwhelming hunger. Today, he fell asleep just before dawn. The sleep was restful, and once he awoke, the beast felt renewed. He sat in the middle of his cage, scratching into the crystal. While the beast loathed the cell of steel and diamond, there was something comforting in its familiarity. He scraped the silhouette of a woman, adding lines for flowing hair and a dress made of streamers that ended in nothing. The beast lowered green eyes, tears falling onto the clumsy image. Something banged against the metal sheeting of the bars in the cage, and the beast looked up, an instinctive snarl rising. The gray man stood there, a long dagger sheathed at his side and a fierce whip in his hand. Hello, monster. Hungry? The gray man slipped a key from his gray vest, giving a manic grin. The beast had never been entirely sure whether the man was mentally stable, but of course, the beast wasn't sure if he himself was sane. With a quick twist of the key, the lock clicked and the cage slid open. The gate was so seamlessly connected with the cage that it was difficult to see where it was until it opened. The beast huffed, surprised, looking out again at the courtyard. A faintly feminine shadow peeked out from behind a stone archway. Of course. His master would never let him out of the cage unsupervised. The gray man impatiently motioned for the beast to come out, and the beast followed, wary of disobeying the man in sight of his master. So, this is how it goes now, beast. The man lashed out with the whip, striking the beast. The beast grunted, instinctively flinching away. The man gripped his chain, silently commanding the beast to stay. The beast looked at the shadow of his master and obeyed. If you sit here quietly, you will be fed. The man whipped him again with a gleeful smirk, keeping a gloved hand on the beast's chain. The shadow shifted and the beast nodded, ducking his head submissively. Good dog. The man raised his arm and whipped him again. And again. The beast whimpered, grunting with every lashing, but resisted the urge to move back to the cage, to bite the man's hand and stop him, to do anything in defiance. He had endured much worse at the hands of those more powerful. The beast did not keep count, but he felt that it was only after a dozen lashings that the gray man let him go. The white cobbles of the courtyard were bloody red, but the beast simply scrambled back into his cage, not giving the gray man the satisfaction of seeing him buckle with pain. The man frowned, but locked the cage again and left the beast alone. With the crystal bars separating him from the world, the beast groaned and collapsed in relief, laying on his stomach. He tried to rest, the burning of his back keeping him awake. True to his word, the man came back at noon with a cut of meat and some bread. The beast ate hungrily, keeping suspicious golden eyes on the man, but thankful all the same. The days continued on like this. Every morning after the last trace of sunrise had faded from the sky, the gray man came to whip him under the hidden gaze of the beast's master. If the beast did not resist, he was fed at the sun's peak. 
The wounds on his back only grew worse, but the beast was strong and had been healthy before his imprisonment. He could survive. He attempted fighting back once. The man seemed surprised that the beast had any will left in him, allowing the beast to dart into the cage out of reach. The man seethed, growling, but hesitated, looking to the shadow that represented his master. The shadow's head shook slowly, and the man simply locked the cage again, stepping over the pool of dried blood that had accumulated over the past few days. No food, but the beast had only had to endure six slashings. He saw what his master had done. She had given him a choice, eat or heal. Live with hunger pangs or infected wounds. Both would pain him, but which was preferable? The beast lay in his cage, contemplative, as the sun rose and set. He was too wounded to cower in fear of the sky, but his eyes flashed a brilliant yellow as he prayed for his moon to protect him. He did not sleep that night. Hello, monster. The beast looked up from where he was splayed on the floor of his cage, his toes just reaching the edge. The cage hung a few feet off the ground, putting him almost at eye level with the gray man, even on the floor. To the beast's surprise, no whip was in the man's hands. Instead, he carried a loaf of bread and a tunic. Mistress needs you today, wants you to be presentable. The man slapped the bread and the tunic through the bars of the cage and stepped back quickly. The beast noticed that there was no shadow by the archway. His master was not watching, at least not yet. The beast pulled the shirt over his bare chest, unfamiliar with how it rubbed his skin, but thankful that it would help protect his wounds. He ate quickly, devouring the loaf. He hardly noticed the stale, dry taste. Such things were for humans, not him. The man unlocked the cage and stepped away, backing up towards the gated archway in his escape. Even still, the man was afraid. As the gray man left, a woman with black hair replaced him, her features stern. The beast started, eyes going yellow and pink. His master strode across the courtyard, the gate closing behind her. The beast crawled from his cage meekly, standing up straight for the first time since his recapture.